You may have never heard of Reginald Fessenden. Here he is on the screen, hopefully. We have a picture of him. Reginald Fessenden will be working for years to achieve wireless radio communication. Other people, other experts in the world of science thought that he was mad. They thought that his ideas were radical. Um, they thought that his ideas were unorthodox. Um, they thought that he would never succeed um, in this goal that he had of, of achieving wireless radio communication. However, on December the 24th, 1906, Christmas Eve, 1906, Reginald Fessenden became the first person to ever play music over the radio, broadcasting to ships at sea from his radio base in Massachusetts. Reginald Fessenden used his alternator transmitter to send out a program that included a short piece of music written by George Frederick Handel, followed by Fessenden himself playing O Holy Night on his violin. After this, he read from Luke chapter 2, the story of the angels announcing the birth of a saviour to the shepherds on a hillside in Bethlehem, the, the passage that was read a few moments ago by Lisa. This moment was a remarkable breakthrough moment. It's even more remarkable that on that Christmas Eve in 1906, the first song that played across the airwaves was O Holy Night. And that he read from Luke chapter 2, the shepherd's experience of that angelic choir. This next picture is a piece of art called Seeing Shepherds. And the artist, Daniel Bonell, he makes clear that that this is the nativity from the perspective of the viewer. And his intention, what he wants for each of us as we look at this image, is that we would become one of the shepherds on that hillside. That we would be one of those witnessing the army of angels leading to the nativity of Jesus. He wants us to enter this moment. Why don't you put yourself in the picture right now? Put yourself into that scene. Enter the image. Stand on the hillside. Become one of the shepherds. Imagine being there. Imagine being there in that moment, watching your flock of sheep by night, minding your own business. Just another night on the hillside. When suddenly, out of nowhere, an army of angels appears before your very eyes. The glory of the Lord shines around and you are terrified. But then the voice of the angel speaks. And the angel says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. For today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Imagine being there. And if that wasn't enough, if one angel wasn't enough, the one angel becomes a sky full of angels. The one angel becomes a choir of angels. One speaking angel becomes a heavenly choir praising God and singing in the skies above you glory to God in the highest 
and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Imagine being there. In your mind's eye, picture the moment. Put yourself in the picture. Put yourself on that hillside. Enter the scene with the shepherds and the heavenly choir. You know that every event surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ is remarkable. Every event is utterly remarkable. But more than that, every event surrounding the birth of Jesus kicked against the culture and the norms of the day. You see, the people involved in these miraculous moments were all highly, highly unlikely individuals. Maybe you hadn't yet realized that. None of these people would have been expected to have been in these moments. They were highly unlikely. In fact, someone writing about the shepherds writes this. Listen to this. Back then, no one thought that God would be interested in shepherds or that shepherds would be interested in God. Shepherds were notoriously irreligious, ranked by the rabbis with prostitutes and other habitual sinners. They were outcasts, barred from the synagogue and polite society. They assumed that God would never accept them and they feared him. But God spoke to them. God spoke to them. Unlikely, unheralded, uneducated, habitually sinning, imagine that. Outcasts, not welcome in the polite circles within society at the time. Shepherds, God spoke to them. Maybe you're here tonight and you don't think that God would ever be interested in you. Perhaps like the shepherds, you already assumed that God would never, or that God could never, ever accept you. Maybe you're listening in at home, and that's how you feel as you listen to this. You think that you're not good enough. God could never accept me. God would never speak to me. God would never put his hand upon me. He would never take my life and turn it into something beautiful for his purposes and for his glory. Well, just maybe like these unlikely, unassuming shepherds on a hillside outside Bethlehem, maybe tonight God could well be speaking to you. You see, the angel's song points us to at least three things. And those three things are worship, Jesus, and heaven. Worship, worship as the only fitting response to all that God has done. Angels are worshiping beings. They're inferior to Jesus and they exist to worship him. The writer to the Hebrews says this in Hebrews 1, verses 5 and 6. He says, when God brings his firstborn into the world, that's Jesus, he says, let all God's angels worship him. And on that hillside outside Bethlehem, the angels praise and they worship God and they sing. They sing a song that goes like this, glory to God in the highest heaven. 
You see, the angel's song reminds us that worshiping God is the only fitting response to who he is and all that he has done for us. I think it's why I love that line in a holy night. And we're going to sing that in a few moments' time. I think it's why I love that line in a holy night that says, fall on your knees. Hear the angel voices fall on your knees in worship. Whenever we receive a revelation of the glory and the majesty of God, the only fitting response for any of us, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done or where you've come from, the only fitting response is to fall on your knees before him. What happens in this moment is firstly an angel, a single angel appears to the shepherds and he says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today in the town of David. A savior has been born and he is the Messiah. He is the Lord. And then we have a a great company of angels appearing with the one angel. It's a full blown choir of epic proportions. We've been blessed tonight with our musicians filling the stage, but I'm sure it was nothing. You guys are good. You guys are incredibly good, but I'm sure it was nothing compared to that moment on the hillside outside Bethlehem. Can you picture the scene? The one angel becomes a choir of angels. The sky was filled with an angelic choir and they were worshiping God. They were singing glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace on those upon whom his favor rests. They point in that moment, these unlikely, unheralded, uneducated, habitually sinning, outcast shepherds to Jesus. Jesus as the only answer in a world of confusion. Jesus will bring good news of great joy. It's what he does. It's who he is. He brings good news of great great joy. He is the Savior. He is the Messiah. He is the long-awaited one, and he is the Lord of all. There's no ambiguity in the angel's proclamation. There's nothing unclear. It's crystal clear. In a world of confusion, I declare tonight that it's crystal clear who the Son of God is. He is the Lord of all. He is the Messiah. He is the long-awaited one, and there is no other. If you're waiting for something else, you will never, ever find it. He has come. Jesus is the answer. In a world of many names, his name is the name above all, and he is the bringer of peace. In a world of great confusion, Jesus is the answer. The angel's song points us to worship as the only response, Jesus as the only answer, and heaven, heaven. You see, I believe that angels, when we see them in the Bible, always point us to heaven. Heaven as our home. In another moment of angelic song in the book of End Things, the book of Revelation, the last book in the Bible, in Revelation chapter 7, we read this. All the angels were standing around the throne and they fell down on their faces before the throne. And what did they do? They worshipped God and they were singing, Amen, 
Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to your God forever and ever. Amen. He who sits on the throne will shelter them. That's you and me. That's us. He who sits on the throne, the Lord Jesus, will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. You see, the baby in a manger would become the king upon a throne. A helpless baby would become the all-conquering lamb of God, slain for the sins of this world. That little baby is the only answer. He's the only saviour of the world. Because of him, never again will we hunger. Because of him, never again will we thirst. Because the lamb is on the throne, we will forever have a shepherd. And he will always lead us to springs of living water. And God will, will one day wipe away every tear from the eyes of his people. You see, the angels on that hillside remind us not only of worship as our only response, not only of Jesus as the only answer, but angels always remind us that there is a heavenly home. There is a place in heaven that God has for us as his people. Heaven. Let the choir of angels tonight point us towards heaven. Heaven as our eternal home. Where the lamb upon the throne will be our shepherd king forever. Let me invite um, Jamie and the group forward in a moment. We're going to sing a holy night. And as the worship team lead us, I want to be really clear. I want you to sense heaven among us tonight. I want you to sense heaven touching earth, heaven in this place. Let the space between heaven and earth in these moments become thin as we encounter the presence of God. Maybe as you sit here tonight, you come heavy. Bring it all before God. Bring it all before him. The lamb is on the throne. The shepherd king is here. Emmanuel is God with us. Bring it before God. You know what? Bring your hallelujah. Jamie sang earlier. I know it's not much. But I have nothing else fitting for a king. Nothing but my own broken hallelujah. All that I can bring. Praise you, God. I worship you through the storm. I worship you through every season. I know it's not much, 
all over the place, God, but I bring my broken hallelujah before your throne of grace. Bring it before God. Before we leave this place, bring your weariness and let wonder invade your heart. Bring your pain, whatever it might be, and let the peace of God wash over you. Bring your disappointments and let determination, the determination of the shepherds on a hillside, stir within your heart. Bring your heart, whatever condition that it's in, whatever condition that it's in, and let your heart be thrilled with hope, thrilled with hope. Bring your soul right now. And you know what? There's a line in this, this incredible carol that says, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. And it talks about the soul feeling its worth in Jesus. Let your soul feel its worth tonight. God loves you. He made you. And he loves you. And he is here tonight. We're being reminded in these moments that I believe are holy moments. We're being reminded that worship is the only response of the human heart. Jesus is always the only answer. And heaven is a home that God has for his people. Let me pray. And then the group are going to lead us as we close in a holy night. Lord God Almighty, we thank you for the presence of Emmanuel in this place. We thank you that the Holy One of Heaven is here. Lord God, in the stillness of these moments, we pray that we would sense heaven on earth, that our souls would feel, that our soul would feel its worth tonight in the person of Jesus Christ. Thrill our hearts with hope. Let the weary world rejoice. May we fall on our, on our knees as we hear the angel voices. Come, Holy Spirit. Lead us in these moments, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.